Welcome back in, Brady Farka Show here on this Tuesday on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Patriots lose to the Vikings on Thanksgiving night, but we don't have a whole lot of time to lick our wounds about that one because it's right back at it into Thursday for a big divisional matchup against the Buffalo Bills. And the Pats will be wearing the Pat Patriots jerseys, which you know I love. And our coverage will begin at 530 right here on DEV. And on the call for that game will be the voice of the Patriots, Bob Sosi, with us now. Bob, I hope you had an uh, enjoyable, although off-location Thanksgiving. Well, it was off location on actual Thanksgiving, Brady, but we celebrated as a family at home hmm. on uh, Saturday night. So a few days late, but nonetheless, a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, really, every day should be Thanksgiving, wherever we are, right? Wherever our Absol- feet are underneath us. You are absolutely right about that. Let's talk about the Patriots. Let's talk about the game on Thursday before we look ahead. You know, it's I, I am a big believer that two things can be true at the same time. Everybody in this business wants everything to just always be one way. I always believe two things can be true at the same time. On one hand, it's a frustrating loss. The Patriots had a chance to win that game. They did a number of things that prevented them from doing it. On the other side of the coin, I thought Mac Jones played his best game of the season overall. Do you agree with me on both fronts? Well, I think <laughs> I'm a strong believer in nuance, Brady. So, yeah, I, I I generally try to stay in in the in the gray because I don't think that everything is black and white. When we talk about analyze when we analyze a game like Thursdays, certainly there are a lot of things that we can nitpick about that game, and then things that are, frankly, uh, glaring that should be criticized and ultimately led to their downfall. Uh, but the silver linings for the Patriots include, I think, Mac Jones's strongest performance to date, building on what I thought was a much better outing of the week before uh, in the win, albeit without producing an offensive touchdown against the Jets. You know, 382 yards, uh, able to strike downfield early. You know, I thought that uh, in the circumstances, very loud crowd for three quarters, operated the offense very well, no offensive penalties. Uh, though the defense made up for it, special teams as well, unfortunately. But having said that, the final quarter, the Patriots faded down the stretch. Punt, punt, turnover on downs. And then, of course, they run out of time uh, with the last play, a completion to the Patriots' 42-yard line, down by seven. So better, but not nearly good enough. Patriots, again, now six and five. They've got a tough sled ahead of them. This is a tough back end of the schedule I guess I would say the Pats probably have to go four and two the rest of the way to guarantee themselves a good chance at a playoff spot. That would get you to 10 and seven. This is difficult, Bob, because I can't find four guaranteed victories on this schedule. I think they can beat everybody on this schedule, but can they win four of six? I, it is a, I think now they are fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, I'm not sure the even four wins will guarantee. It certainly gives them a strong chance of making the playoffs. Right now, I think 538 for what it's worth. Uh, hopefully their football prognostications are a little <laughs> bit better than their political polling of late. Uh, they, they project the Patriots right now with a 36% probability. And when you look at the six games that remain on their schedule, four of them are, are against playoff teams. And uh, teams that right now are ahead of them in the standings, Patriots are in eighth place among the uh, the AFC field. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you look at the other two games, they're on the road against Arizona 
and Las Vegas back to back. On top of that, Brady, we're talking about, you know, four games against top 10 scoring offenses. So the Patriots are going to have to be far better offensively in the red zone. They're going to have to be far more disciplined in every phase. They can't continue to make the kind of mistakes uh, that have plagued them uh, in their in their close losses. You know, they've won some lopsided games where they were able to overcome the penalties, uh, the situational gaps that we're not accustomed to seeing Bill Belichick coach teams make, you know, for example, wasted timeouts or, or uh, you know, uh, guys not being on, uh, you know, the same page uh, when, when it comes to, uh, you know, where they're supposed to be, what the play is. And, and we saw that, you know, lead apparently to a sack of Mac Jones late in that game when Trent Brown, the left tackle, tried to cut a rushing defender. He got to Mac for an easy sack. Uh, so we, we talk about the Patriots in the schedule ahead. It's going to be a very difficult road, and there's no doubt about it. Now, are they capable? I do I do believe they are. They've got to clean up some things. they got to be better in the red zone. they got to start games better. Now, they took a step in that direction against Minnesota. They hadn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter until their opening series against the Vikings. Unfortunately, they were down 7 nothing at the time, so they only answered a Vikings score uh, with that touchdown drive in the first. But they got to be better. They've been outscored in the first quarter this year. They've been outscored in the fourth quarter this year. Start faster, finish stronger. they got to be better. Uh, in the red zone, as I've touched on, they're 31st in the league. They were over three against the Vikings, mm-hmm. the, the worst red zone defense in the NFL on Thursday. And then I think, uh, you know, the other two areas that stand out, they got to be better on third down defensively. In their losses, they've, they've given up around a 50% clip on third down to opponents. Last year, they didn't force the Bills to punt. As we know, as we've heard ad nauseum this week, in either of the two Buffalo victories, uh, late in the regular season and in the wild card round, and the other part, of, as I've alluded to, the penalties. The Patriots are, are you know, uh, far too undisciplined when it comes to penalties. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Our coverage on Thursday night against the Bills will begin at 5.30, kickoff just after 8 o'clock. Bob and Zoe will be on the call as always right here on your Patriot station. Let's talk about the matchup with Buffalo, because I think the way I see this is if it's best on best, the Patriots can't compete. If it's best on best, I think Buffalo wins the game, but the bills have shown a propensity to not always be at their best. I think the Patriots have the ability to take a team down a notch. So what do the Patriots need to do to get Buffalo off their game on Thursday night and try to produce a victory? Well, a couple of things stand out. Number one, you know, let's take it from the Patriots' defensive perspective, first of all. I think their secondary is better going into this game than the secondary we saw in the playoffs far and away. I mean, in that particular game, they didn't have Jalen Mills. They were uh, fielding a a secondary that included Devontae Bosby out there Mm -hmm. against Buffalo, uh, trying to defend Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis and the Bills receivers. I think the Patriots have made changes, you know, foundationally to their defense with Buffalo in mind, try to get more speed on the field at the second level at the linebacker's spot. Uh, So, you know, that should give them a better opportunity to try to slow down Buffalo. Uh, Whereas last year, again, not only were they going against what what, at the time uh, was an unstoppable offense for them, they were doing it really with a shorthanded defense. Uh, And I think that, you know, from New England's perspective in this game, Again, it goes back to third down. Uh, you, you you can't let Josh Allen, and this is easy, <laughs> easy easily said and uh, very difficult to do. Uh, Allen of late has really run the ball, uh, you know, more than I think we expected him to this year. 
uh, in Ken Dorsey's offense as the new coordinator for the Bills. Uh, he's he had uh, 78 or more rushing yards and three of the la- uh, three times uh, in in the, in the last month or so. He had 10 carries uh, and uh, you know close to 80 yards against Detroit last week. And a lot of the you know a lot of those runs are on third down. Uh, converting the Patriots cannot allow the Bills to pick up those cheap third downs where they cover well, where they find a way uh, to, to uh, eliminate Diggs and Davis and Knox and McKenzie and those guys he likes to go to, but then see him escape and you know barrel over bodies uh, in the secondary to get to the first down marker and beyond. And then I think from an offensive standpoint. Uh, they they got to be able to, to to solve the Buffalo defense. Now the Bills, I think, have been vulnerable defensively because of injuries. Uh, they're going to be without Von Miller. They've been banged up on the other edge as well. Greg Russo uh, has been injured. Uh, you know, one of their talented rushing uh, ends, but you know he's been back practicing this week. Uh, they were up without several starters against Detroit. Uh, they are practicing now. Speaking uh, foremost of Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White has been injured this season. Uh, there's a chance he's going to be back and in, in, in fully active against the Patriots in this game upcoming on Thursday. Uh, the Bills have been dealing with a, an illness that's going through their locker room, so you kind of hope that, you know, <laughs> you wish uh, ill, literally <laughs> and figuratively, on them. But, you know, if they are vulnerable you know, physically, that the Patriots are able to take advantage. I think Detroit was able to, uh, in, in a way, on, on Thursday Thanksgiving in the matinee game uh, before the Patriots play the Vikings. You know, I'll get you out of here on this. You've been the voice of the Patriots now for several seasons. You've seen great accomplishments. You've seen Super Bowls and AFC title games. You've seen wins unbelievable at home and wins on the road. And you've seen a ton of great players. I do want to take the time here to ask you your thoughts on Devin McCourty because I thought it was really cool yesterday what Robert Kraft did at the podium and commemorating McCourty when he takes the field on Thursday, it's going to be his 200th NFL game. It's going to be his 200th start, which is incredible to start every game you've played in. I think Robert Kraft said he'll be only the third player in Patriots history to play 200 games. So the longevity is impressive. The performance is impressive. The person is impressive. Just your thoughts on Devin McCourty. Yeah. And it's funny because Devin was on uh, the stage yesterday uh, alongside Robert, and of course, Matthew Slater. Yeah. And it's hard for me, and it's really unfair uh, to them because each is uniquely outstanding. Uh, but it, it's hard for me to separate them. So when I think of Devin, I also think of Matthew because to me, these are two individuals who have, you know, not only represented the New England Patriots and New England sports uh, as first-class ambassadors in their community as you know the type of citizens that we should aspire to be i I think as football players they've also embodied excellence in every way on the field and in consistency and i think that's the thing for me about you know devin uh and and matthew but we'll, we'll we'll keep it with devin for now because you know 200 games at a position where he's often involved very physically uh as a tackler and really has shown textbook form throughout his career, has been a guy that, uh, you know, he's the active co-leader in interceptions in the NFL uh, with his 33. Uh, he's someone who's been able to quarterback a secondary that, you know, in, involves a lot of uh, complexities to try to confuse opposing quarterbacks. And he's been that quarterback of the secondary. But but, but more than all of that, you know, Brady, for me, you know, he's a guy that uh, has been a pillar in that locker room. 
And when you talk about the Patriots culture through the years, there have been threads uh, going back to that first chapter of the dynasty, you know, starting in 2001 uh, to the most recent championship team in the 2018 season. You know, for a long time, it, it, it was a collection of the Brewskis and, and the McGinnists and the Bradys. And, you know, they they had all given way to the McCordys and the Slaters. And I think you can count David Andrews in that group as well. Dietrich Wise is another guy who's emerged as a, as a real leader with championship ties uh, for the Patriots in that locker room. But but I, I just I have so much respect for Devin uh, as a person. Uh, and, and what he's done, he's educated me on a lot of things off the field. I'll say that. And, you know, I think he's been a, a I don't think athletes are necessarily role models, but I think they can be just like everybody else, every other individual in every phase of life, every walk of life, every endeavor, uh, whether it's white collar or blue collar, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I think you can be a role model for others and you should be for your children first and foremost. And then I, I, you know, Devin McCourty has been that for his children. And I also think, you know, he's been that, you know, honestly for myself in, in, in terms of taking an interest and trying to understand things that, you know, I didn't have an awareness of uh, until I started covering this team and listening to people like Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater, uh, you know, use their voice and their platform to speak on the beh- on behalf of others. Devin McCourty, certainly. One of the great ones is going to be a great accomplishment when he takes the field on Thursday night. Our coverage Thursday night will begin at 5.30, so no Brady Farkas show on Thursday, but we'll have a full recap on Friday, of course. We'll talk to Bob Sosi, the voice of the team, again next Tuesday. Bob, hopefully when we talk, the Pats are sitting at 7-5 and five and not 6-6, six and six, but that's why they play the game. We'll find out. Bob, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. All right, Brady. Thanks a lot.